Hey, everybody. Welcome to No One Told Me. My name is Callie, and every single week, we want to prepare you for the things no one prepared you for. We believe that hindsight is everything, and so we tackle topics that we think need to have some more conversations around them. And honestly, a lot of those topics come directly from you. It's the things that you are walking through, that you have walked through, that you're like, hey, someone should have definitely told me about this. If you have one of those in mind, make sure you reach out to us at NOTM Podcast. I love hearing from you guys. I will say it over and over. I already do. You hear it every week, right? Jump on over, follow us. Tell us a little bit about what you're walking through, what you wish someone would have told you sooner. You know, I feel like last week's episode, honestly, I feel like last week's episode was seven years ago. Now that I say it out loud, what is time? I don't, I don't understand it. But within the seven years slash week since we talked last, I've gotten to talk to an old friend of mine who has just the most gentle spirit and can meet you in the hard stuff, but also can like hype you up enough to make you run laps around whatever dream you come up with. And that, my friends, is the rarest of finds. Genevieve consistently reminds me how important it is to invest in people. You know, Ryan and I, we were driving home the other night from getting Henley's fish some food in the hopes that I would actually remember to feed the fish and not kill another one. But that's a story for another day. But I was just laying out the weekend for him because if there's one thing you need to know about my husband, it is that he really likes a plan. Anyway, I was set to spend some time on Saturday with some new friends of mine. And as Ryan does when it comes to the thought of excessive social interactions, he asked me how I so quickly develop these relationships. And the truth is, I prayed for this. I can very easily get my mind fixed on doing things, marking things off my list, showing up only at the required stuff and not pouring into the extra simply because I don't feel like I have anything to pour. You know, like when you make plans with someone and the time comes around and you're like, oh, my word, do I actually have to go to that? Like, how have neither one of us canceled this yet? But man, one of the key parts of going deeper, which is our intention for 2021, is showing up. Whether it's for your personal growth or relational growth, going deeper requires you to show up. I love people, but building strong relationships that show all the ugly is still pretty hard. But as only Genevieve can do, she talks about the abundance found in the moments we show up. We talk about the seasons she wished she hadn't fought grow so much, the payoff of leaning into it. And she honestly talks about how she makes big life decisions while she sits in her shower. Like, is that's really weird. Okay, it's just weird. I love her so much, which I feel like I say about everyone I have on here. But honestly, if I didn't love them, I wouldn't think you needed to hear from them. Here's my friend Genevieve as we talk about saying yes to uncertainty, why we show up and what we need to put down to move forward. Okay, here we are with my friend Genevieve, who has honestly been at my house for the past 45 minutes. Mm. And we are just now hitting record because that's just what happens when we're together is what I've learned is we just get going and one thing leads to another. Genevieve's the kind of person, let me just, let me intro you right here. You ready? Yeah. Genevieve's the kind of person that you sit down with and for some reason you are like, spilling your entire life out and you don't know what's happening. It's like, like, you know, like in the back of your head, you're like, why am I saying all of this? How long have I been talking about this at this point? But it's just like, I feel okay. I feel like I need to tell you everything. Let's see, Jen, I met, met you. Gosh, I was an infant. It probably was. Let's see, probably five years ago, six years ago. feels a lot longer than that. Actually, I think it was because I, I think it has been like seven years. 
Has it really? I actually Gosh. think so. Look, at, so we're old friends eight, yeah. is what we can say at yeah, this point. Yeah, 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 yeah. The oldest of friends. I love that when I look back, Jen, that I can see like all the areas that you have matured through. And then I'm just like, compare that to little Jen, who oh, is like, yes. I need to go cry in a closet. Like, <laughs> true, 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 true. <laughs> Kelly was the first person to tell me to find a closet. Do you know what I mean? Find a closet to cry in. Let's just say space for a moment. Don't you show weakness out here. <laughs> okay. You know, we're both show. learning how to do that better. <laughs> It's okay for people to see you crack a little bit, but I mean, there's like a certain level of hysteria that people don't need to see, you know, when it le when it goes into the (laughs) ugly cry, I'm going to need you to find a corner. I'm going to need you to find like a chair to get behind. You know, those moments, Jen, when you're feeling kind of emotional and all it takes is a look from someone and how you doing? And you're like, Oh, Oh, no, no, I'm not great. (laughs) How'd you know? And you're like in Publix or oh, yes, something. Yes, like, yes. There's nowhere to hide. <laughs> it's worse when you have like kids with you and the kids are like, what is, uh, what's you, on your face? You are good? you, and it's like your mascara <laughs> coming down your face. And they're like, are you okay? No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm sorry. You get to ugly cry like this all the time, guys. Let me. It's very acceptable for you. I saw a meme the other day and it was like, I saw a kid at the grocery store crying over his goldfish. And I was like, you don't need to be the one crying. I'm the one crying. I'm having a life crisis. Like, and it was so true. It felt so true. Very true. Very true. It's not fair. But gosh, what a strong start to this episode. You're welcome, welcome, welcome. everybody. <laughs> but Jen, we, so we met, you were in your early 20s. You were starting out. In ministry, you weren't married yet. You were single, ready to mingle. You might have been dating Ryan at that point. I can't remember. It was probably somewhere close to me. It was around in there. So instead of me just like guessing at the backstory that I won't ever remember. (laughs) So yes, came down to UT for school and was here and then graduated. And I learned, I gave my life to Jesus somewhere in that college career and learned that you could in fact, work for a church. And so I interned in middle school ministry, fell in love with ministry, and the Lord kind of just transformed, thought I wanted to do some occupational therapy. And then he said, he said, no, he said, no, really needed those chemistry classes though. You know, I just love that you started at middle school, probably one of the toughest places to start. I I, love them. Oh my gosh. I guess maybe it's high school that intimidates me more because middle schoolers are like anybody's cool. If you're just older Yes. and high schools are like, let me decide if you're cool. And I'm like, Oh, please think I am. Oh, please. Oh, please. Oh, please. (laughs) There is an earning there in high school. For sure. For sure. And then I got to serve in college ministry for a couple years. And during that uh, time in college ministry, Ryan and I got married. And we learned if any of y'all have gotten married and maybe been at different churches or been in different cities, or we learned the hard way how to start your life together. Mm-hmm. Be on that same page. <laughs> gotta, be on that, gotta be on that same page. Maybe talk about it before you get married. I don't, I don't know. know. It feels like something <laughs> worth considering. I don't know. On that, okay. Do you ever <laughs> scroll Venmo? Just like every now and again. <laughs> yeah, but mostly when I'm going to make a payment or get a payment, I'm yes. like, what, what's everybody, what's everybody else, else buying here? right now? I also make mine private every time because I'm like, do you? I don't really oh, want to show the world because I'm paying babysitters <laughs> oh, or somebody for lunch on there always. Uh-huh. But I'm always, I need to know if you are a couple who uses Venmo and you're paying your spouse for something, help me. 
I want to know how it's working. It's just like the joining everything together, like whether it's the church or the finances or the home. Yes. It is one of those things that I am so interested in how. Always gives you a pause. How it, Hmm. yeah. What do you, what do you, and it's always like something obscure and you're trying to like decode it. You're like, what is that? Trying to figure out what like a fishing pole. There's a a fishing (laughs) pole and a bucket (laughs) and a smiley face with the hands. What does it mean? For sure. At the end. (laughs) (laughs) So you and Ryan got married. Got married. We're figuring out what are we doing? How do we really become one you know and I think if you're if you're married for any amount of time you just learn sometimes it's not as seamless as you think and we began having just some really tough and honest conversations about how do we want to spend our time what do we want to do where do we want to go to church and I would say Ryan is so encouraging of like my my ministry and my giftings he's like the kindest encourager but there is something really important for us about making a decision about where to invest our lives together sure. and so that began a year journey of just praying through okay I love what I'm doing I I mean it is so life-giving to me but it wasn't working for our home. Mm. And so the Lord was really kind to be really clear in direction and it didn't make any sense, but he just said, I need you to begin praying about like timing wise for Mm. when it's time to step away. And so I ended up waking up one morning and the Lord said, today's the day. And I was like, today. Right. We had talked about a little bit later, like a little bit later, but today's the day. I remember this moment. You were like, I was in the shower. I was in the shower. (laughs) I was in the shower. Y'all, those moments where you have such clear, I mean, he takes you back to that same moment. I I don't know. Is this inappropriate? I think mostly women sit here, but I sit in the shower. I don't bath. Bath life ain't you, my life. I sit in the shower. In the, I and always I just let wonder, the steam. And you're oh, one of those. So, I am one of those people. I always oh, wonder shower people. Just drop seat. a comment. Let us know. Don't make me feel alone here. No. But I'm sitting in you the shower. You do not sit in a shower, you do. Genevieve. But you no, do. Ma'am. I don't no. like sitting in mess. All you bathers. I'm like, I'm laying in my dirt my dead today. <laughs> But I, I always wondered who is using the seat in the shower, and it's you. It's me. That's it's so me. weird. Except we uh, don't have our ritzy enough one to have a seat in the shower, so I just plain sit on the back. No, of you the don't. Floor. Yeah, you sit in the floor. I, the, I mean, like, no yeah. better. I mean, a, uh, how often you clean your shower? Oh, yeah. Wow, see? we're getting that real changes here. things. That changes things a little bit. Yeah, here's You're the sitting truth. There, I am sitting there, <laughs> and I'm not cleaning it as often as I should. <laughs> Oh, you bathers. I ask you the same question. The Lord can speak to you anywhere. Okay. He can. Okay. So he spoke to me in the shower. He said, today's the day. So I didn't even put on makeup that day. I was like, I know I'm going to sob my heart out all day. And I put in my two weeks and it was sucky and sad, but felt a lot of peace after that decision. And y'all, the Lord told me to be a nanny and there ain't nothing wrong with being a nanny. There is nothing wrong with being a nanny, but, but so I nannied for a summer, but the Lord was so kind, uh, because I felt so called to ministry. The Lord was so faithful and so kind and truly had my two weeks the next day, drove to Charleston and spent a week with my mom. And while I was there, I got a call from another church, just wanting to have a conversation about starting a church. And so now I serve at a church here in Knoxville and I love the local church and it is something so fun to be a part of introducing people to the coolest dude ever and then we so in all of this like big transition nannying all of the things i found out that we were pregnant and so we have a sweet little let's have a baby let's have a baby and the two it's so fun at two oh it's so fun y'all i love having a front row seat to discovering things about my kid when you hear it just keeps getting better like every stage is so fun and so much learning and discovering we're in the question stage so it's like what's that noise and the problem is you don't know the answers 
95% of I'm the like, time. What did you hear? I, I don't know. know. <laughs> what does it's that mean? Like, how I does don't. that work? Why is that happening? <laughs> Where did that go? I don't, I literally the answer is I don't know. Or mm-hmm. just the, my favorite thing about Christmas, I think is like any question that's asked. Yes. I'm like, maybe we'll find out for Christmas. Maybe. maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. It's everything. It's Christmas. Everything no, mine is, is, I don't, you know what? Mommy doesn't know. Do you? Do you want to ask God about that? He knows everything. Just trying to cultivate that early. So two-year-old, the best, so, fun. so much fun. They're figuring life out. Yeah. It is, the best. it is the best time. So you're working, working you're a mom, momming, you're a wife, wifing. you're doing, you're figuring out childcare. That's what we yes. spent 15 minutes talking about before we hit record oh, yes. because childcare is by far the most difficult part of parenting. Oh, it yes. is. <laughs> oh yeah. But within these seasons that get so busy, right? Like you have a lot on your plate, whether you're a student and you're in class and school mm-hmm. and trying to juggle family, friends and school, whether you are a young professional, you're at work, you're figuring out your job. I mean, every season comes with a threat to just coast through it, right? Yeah. Um, not live with any intention, but instead just kind of hang out in it and let life happen to you as it comes. But this whole concept for 2021 that I just feel so strongly about is this concept of going deeper, which we talked about in the launch episode of this year. And if you haven't listened to that year yet, just hit pause for a second, go back. It's a short episode, take a listen to it, and it'll kind of set up what we're going to talk about today. We're comfortable in what we know. We're comfortable in the shallows, close to the shore where we know safety, but God is always calling us to deeper because there's an abundance to be found there every single time. And I know by this point in your life, you've walked through a few things, right? I mean, we heard yeah. one of them, like a job change within a few years of starting what your career path you thought was going to yes. be. It's halted. Yep. And you have to stop and sit in your nasty shower and yeah. let the Lord when? speak to you. And <laughs> it, it was something like that. It was, like I don't know if it was exactly <laughs> that, but, but you stop and those are the moments that draw you deeper. And yeah. I know that you probably felt it in that moment, but let's just talk about some of those times that you have felt yourself just being drawn deeper and what, what brought you to that point and really how did you respond in it? Because it doesn't always mean you get an immediate abundance. And I firmly True. believe that the abundance isn't always material. Yeah. Most of the time it's eternal and it's yeah. this new perspective. So walk us through some of those times in your life and just share a little yeah. bit about that. Yeah. I will say sometimes it, it is something phys- like action based, like, okay, I'm really feeling this job. I need to, you know, take a step away for this or sometimes for me. And most recently it's been a lot of mental, you know what I mean? Like you talked about in Luke five about Simon's response of like, Oh, I, okay. Right. I was already out there. So like, uh, n- n- yeah, no. if at your will, I will, if you said it, I will do it, you know? And so much for me is a lot of those action changes. But when I started in ministry, I love like connections. I love people. I love discipleship. And and so walking that journey and then about a year and a half ago where I'm at right now, I got asked to step in and, and shepherd our families. And so as, as that ask came, if you know me, you know, I love my family. I love my kid. The Holy Spirit awakened something in me when I had a kid that right? I didn't even know. I didn't, I didn't even, like even kids know until I had kids. I and I'm know. like, I like all kids. Yes. Now. Yes. He like awakened 
did something in me, but it was like, he did that. And I love my kid. And then this, this invitation happened. And I don't know when you came back from maternity leave, but it was like an emotional season. Anyways, I was like, I'm worthy. Right. I'm good. Right. I still have a place here. Please. I feel so, I, feel, I really felt like this is the place you had me God. but I felt so insecure. I felt so like I need to prove myself, but then you really want to be home with your baby. And so Gosh, isn't that the tension that of tension. like, I got to prove myself at home, but yes. I got to prove myself here too. And yes. I don't know how to do both. Well, so, so unsure. And then in all of that, I get asked to take over a new like move roles, right? And so when you have your eyes on Jesus, I feel like you can totally receive that with like, okay, you have a new assignment for me. You have a new assignment for me. I was had my eyes a little off him, I think. Um, we can be real here. We're friends, right? And I think I had my eyes a little off him. And I was like, did I do something wrong? This feels like a punishment. Why oh, are, I'm the only girl on our team. It sure makes sense to go to family ministry. Why you know? are you doing why this to me? Why are you doing this to me? You know, and you get all defensive. That's what I do. I do. And and really, it was an invitation from the Lord to go deeper. It really was. And I mean, y'all, we can be honest that sometimes when we get an invitation to go deeper, sometimes I swim out there and I'm like, okay, I'm a little scared. I'm a little nervous. Let's go. And then this time, he just, you know, grabbed my feet and it wasn't it so a much a choice at it, that point. It was. It felt like he was like, he was so confident that he had goodness for me in this that I could not see. And I was just in a season of struggling to trust that that, that was it. And so for, for that one, it has been a little bit of a season of just discovering, oh, this, this is what you had for me here, you know? And so he brought me into this season that I didn't expect and really has created a fondness in me for family ministry. I mean, he really has. Isn't that amazing? But you don't see it till you're through it. Like you don't, you get through it and it's painful and it stinks. And then you look back at it and you're like, okay. You know, I I was reading something the other day and it said that we ask God for things, right? So we're like, God, give me like, I want to be more patient. Mm -hmm. I want to be, I want to have more perspective of you. I want to care for people more. And it's like in those moments we cry out to Jesus and we're like, show me what you want from me. Show me. And then he makes space to show us. And we're like, what? But I don't, this, that's not really what I thought when you were saying that that's not what I saw, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, it's like when you want, you ask for patience, he creates opportunities for you to be patient. And in this thing, when you want growth, he's going to create opportunities for you to grow Yes, and growth is never rarely, if ever comfortable. It's like, just like Simon in the boat, Jesus, I tried and there's not really trying. It's just, I thought about it. And realize it's not for me, you know? Yes. Yeah. And I really felt like when the Lord called me to ministry, he He was so kind to say to me, I want to use you to create my culture. I want to use you to create my culture. And I feel like I've been on a discovery of what does that mean, right? Like first looking into the word and learning what is what is kingdom culture? What What is that? What does that mean? But then also practically, what does that look like? And I just had so many questions of, okay, I'm confused, but I'll trust you. Mm-hmm. I'm confused. I don't know. So maybe for someone who is feeling stuck or Mm -hmm. feeling uncertain or unsure. Yeah. And, you know, it feels like you're like, I'm restless and I'm uncomfortable, but I don't know what to ask for in this moment because I feel a little bit lost in it. What would you say if someone was sitting next to you on the couch right now and that's what they were saying was, this isn't what I expected. This isn't what I wanted. Yeah. And now I feel stuck. You know, like you're not through it yet. So you can't look back. There's something about when you're in it that you just don't see the goodness of it. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and I will say, I think 
even in this, I might still be with you a little bit in it. You know, he just continues to teach you things about it. But something that I find so helpful to me is I, I don't, I like an imagery of something, but the, the word says that he's kind, he's, he's near to the brokenhearted and he sees you and he comforts you in that. And so I love to imagine if you have kids, then, you know, your kids just like crawl up in your lap and you just lay with them and he just, you know, you speak sweetness over them. And so as our father, I imagine myself just like crawling all up into his lap and I sit there and I, I mean, normally y'all normally it's like a tear fest, but I just crawl up in his lap and I just let him like hold me and whisper truths of me. Cause I know when I take my eyes off him, I've forgotten who he called me to be, who he said I was. He told me I had a seat in the heavenly places that he planned good works ahead of time for me. You know, I'm like, I need you to tell me those things again because I got lost and I feel stuck because what am I doing with my life? And sometimes you just need to write those promises down. Sometimes if you have trouble remembering them, you need to keep them in the notes app on your phone. You need to keep them somewhere that you look at easily and quickly. And you need to just say them to yourself. This is who God says I am. And this is, and it sounds silly. It does. Right. And you feel a little bit silly doing it, Mm -hmm. but we forget so quickly what he has already done. Yes. Because we're waiting on what we want him to do. Yes. And when we remind ourselves what he's already done, we know that he is more than capable to do anything, yes. not what we plan, but better than what we plan. Better. That abundance yeah. is waiting there. In order to even hear a new truth, you have to put down a lie. Do you know what I mean? Like you have to put something down or, you know, like put down a job or put down a preference or you have to put something down to pick up a truth from God or to pick up a new assignment from God or to, you know, to do it as something. So there's the uncomfortableness of like, if I put this down, will you do something new? What will happen? If, yes. If I put this down, will you give me something else? Mm-hmm. If I put this down, right, we think it's this toy game instead of just mm-hmm. like, here's the real deal. You're the God who never breaks a promise. Mm-hmm. Can I can I trust you with mm-hmm. that? Because that's what I play. I play the game of like, if if I do this. You know, I haven't thought about that, but it's such a good analogy of like, you think you're losing something yes. when really he's just asking you to give something up. It's not a loss win no. scenario. It's not a scoreboard. Yeah. And it's just, I, I think so. It's like in a relationship or a job or a lie or a preference that when you put it down, there's going to be a hole there. There's going to yes. be that discomfort there. Yes. But what, yes. how did you push through that? I mean, you obviously, you had to put down several things. You had to put down your preferences. You had to put down yeah. your dream of what you thought yes. it was going to be. You had to put down your plan. You had yes. to put all of that down. Yeah. So how did you push through it? Because it wasn't like a moment. Trust me, you will pick it back up. I mean, you will like you just will. <laughs> you'll put it down and you'll circle back around to it when uh-huh. they when it doesn't get better immediately because we yes. want the instant gratification. Yes, there's a doubt. The doubt creeps back in, and you're like, "I'll pick that thing back up. Mm-hmm. I'll I think I'll take that back. Uh, actually, having something was better than what feels like. I'm doing air quotes right now. Mm-hmm. Nothing, you know. Yep. And it's untrue. I don't know what made it worth it. To keep with your analogy of going deeper, just this simple thought of like, I'd rather be out in the deep with God than comfortable on the shore by myself. Mm -hmm. I don't know, Mm -hmm. like this desperate desire to be in the presence of God. And I know that his will is literally the best thing for my life. And so there has to be something that I'm not seeing. You know, I have to realize my size, you know, and how Mm -hmm. tiny I am. I love, there has to be something I'm not seeing. There has to be. And do I trust that the, the father, the God that I literally said, you can have my whole life. Do, do I trust that, that he, he does sees? See it. Mm-hmm. Do I trust that he sees? Mm. 
I don't know, friends well, sometimes know. I know. Well, we don't. It's like you come back and you pick it back up because it is an everyday. It is a daily surrender, you know, yeah. to use a super churchy word, but that is what it is. Yes. Is I remember this analogy. I read it. I think I was in high school and it was talking about we go and we approach God and we sit at his feet and we're like, we're going to give you all of these things. Like, I'm going to give you my worry. I'm going to give you my anxiety. I'm going to yeah. give you all of it. And I'm going to place it right here at your feet. And I could mentally see myself putting it down. And there was a relief. Absolutely. There was just a breath I could yeah. take. And then I remember at night, I would lay back in bed and I would think I went right back to his feet and picked them all back up by yes. the end of the day. And I would start the whole process over that night of, okay, God, this is what I can't, why I can't fall asleep because yes. I'm worried about this. I'm anxious about this. I don't know what you're going to do about this. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do about this. Right. And I had to set it all back down. Mm-hmm. And it was a constant It's not a one time and you're done thing. And it's not an instant gratification either. And I think we treat it that way. Absolutely. Sometimes. And what always makes it worth it is knowing that obedience is never the wrong decision. He will never not see your obedience ever. And the rewards, again, are not always material. Right. These are these eternal perspectives, knowing that this stuff doesn't define you anymore or this stuff's not going to hold you to in a place and pin you down and this stuff's not going to corner right. you. I mean, right. That's what makes it worth it. But Absolutely. my gosh, when you're just hanging out there, just like kicking your feet in the, in that deep end. Yes. And you're like, come on now. I'm Ooh. reminded of in Roseport. It's, it's the story where they're talking about Abraham and Sarah and Abraham was promised to be the father of nations and he just waited for it. He waited and waited and waited for it. And I, I, the, thought in that is like, are we okay waiting for the promise to be fulfilled? Do I have the endurance to trust that God really is going to literally do what he said? And I love the verse. This is exactly what it said. And it stopped me in my tracks, but it said, in hope, he believed against hope that he should become the father of many nations. And I just was blown away by it. Even when there was no reason for hope, he kept on hoping. Mm-hmm. Because he knew that's what God said. There's something about expectantly hoping. You know, like you have a hope, you just kind of toss it out there. Oh, I hope that happens. Right. But then it's kind of different when you hope with expectation, when you hope knowing and reminding yourself what God is capable of doing yes. and expecting him to do it. Absolutely. Fully expecting. There's a freedom to be found Yes, and sitting in that yes. for a little while. But, you know, when you find yourself like you said, drifting back to the shallow, you said, I don't, I would rather be in the deep with God, knowing that I'm being obedient and faithful to him and yes. what he's called me to do than sitting on the shore by myself. There's always going to be this, this risk and this temptation to drift back to that shallow end where yes. you're not necessarily giving up on it, right? but you're going to go and halfway do it a little bit. I'm a little protecting myself. Exactly. Like a little self-protection mode. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. like, well, this is kind of what you asked me to do. Right. So I'll do a little bit of it and let's see what you do with that. Yes. But God's like, no, I want the fullness of it. So when you find yourself drifting, right, and it's a whole lot less intentional, it's a whole lot less aware of what's going on. What are some red flags for you that that's happening? How do you or like those around you get cued to knowing that you're starting to drift? Yes. So I will say in most things in my life, I go from zero to 100 pretty fast. So the self-protection mode happens and I go like to apathy. I'm like, great. Well, I just whatever then I gave it my all. I'm like an all in kind of girl or an all out kind of girl. And so, you know, when I'm like silent in a conversation or I come home and I'm just like, my day was fine. And I don't, that's care. all I've got. For you. <laughs> that's 
what you get. All you need to hey, know. Hey, babe, do you want to go on a double date with our friends? I mean, sure. Like, whatever. Whatever. You know, when I just go to be like, don't I, you like, know our husbands get like a fear? Like when we are so yeah, short. Because knows I'm always the life of the party. I'm like, let's go. Double date this night. Let's take out this night. Every single night, something fun, you know? And I always have something to say. Don't worry, guys. So if I, so when I don't, so when I don't, there's a problem. Yeah, I do that or I, I get really task focused. It's way easier to control something when it's, oh, I took the trash out. Oh, I made this thing on Canva. You know, I did these things. I wrote this, po- you know, but I, I can control those things. Why do you think it's so easy to drift back? I mean, like mm-hmm. that, that's the root of it all is it's always easier just to go back to where you were than to keep pushing ahead. Yeah. I think it's almost instinctual to, and it's probably that self-protection to a degree. But I mean, has there been a time that you're like, I can feel myself drifting. I don't know. Y'all, we can be transparent because we're in a podcast, but we've been trying to have a baby for about a year now. And we had no problem getting pregnant the first time and are just having a little bit harder of a time this time. So this is more of like a mental, like keep coming deeper with me, Genevieve. Keep pressing in with me, Genevieve. And it's just hard. I mean, it is one of the hardest mental battles I've ever been on. And so when you when you talk about like what is the it's almost like the image I get is like a current, like this thing that just keeps pulling like every month, you know, you're like, Oh, not this month. Okay. Back to the shallows. Like, okay. This like hopeful expectation. Oh, maybe, 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 maybe I did everything guys. I did everything right this month. Like a plus B equals C let's have a baby. And you know, and then the current comes back. And so that feels like a really practical, just honest where we are right now. It just feels like this hopeful rise. And then it's this really big fallback where I'm like, oh, it feels so much easier to be in the, it feels so much more comfortable, less painful for me to be here because staying out there when the reality is, is I am not having a baby this month. You know what I mean? What you just spoke to is what I think every woman to a degree can relate to who has ever hoped for something in life, whether it's a spouse, yes, whether it's a baby, yes, whether it's a health healthy, like a growing healthier relationship, whatever it is, we find ourselves in those moments. And the current is the best visual yeah. of it pulling you back. Yeah. Because you start thinking of the reasons why you don't deserve that. Yes. And why that abundance is not for you. Yes. And why why would God have that right. for me when I obviously he doesn't believe I deserve it. Like we right. start giving these attributes to God oh, these based on our feelings yes. and the defeat we feel. Yes. And don't you know, that's exactly what the enemy wants us to do. He goes to our most vulnerable place. You just said it. It's yeah. vulnerable to say, Hey, we want to have a baby and it's not happening. Yes. He goes to that. Yeah. And you better believe he knows how to get his foot in that door. Yes. And then he just feeds little lies. They're just little ones. Yeah. You know, they're not big ones. They're just enough to get you thinking. Yeah. And then you start giving these attributes to God. Like, well, you must not want that for me. Yeah. It must not be in your plan. And then you get angry. And it's like a snowball effect. Yes. If you don't stop it right there, if you don't, yeah. as soon as that door cracks, if you don't shut that door right back. Right. It only opens wider. Yes. And I think it's exactly what you said. The current's always pulling you. Always. So if you're not aware of it happening, yeah. then it's going to pull you straight back to those shallows. And that comes with community. How did you build community around that, Jen? I know you're huge on oh, find your people, yes. know your people, and lean into them. Yeah. So how do you lean into them in those moments? I will tell you, this has been, I am normally... I I think hopefully my any friends who are listening, I think I'm pretty good about being honest and vulnerable. But this has felt like one that's been really maybe that maybe the right word, maybe not the right word is embarrassing because it's a monthly thing. You know what I mean? Oh, this didn't happen again. Let's pray for. This and you again. almost feel like you're letting them down when oh, you yeah. tell them. Or I'm a burden of happen. like, please yep. keep praying. You know, or like, please keep. I'm 
still hopeful or like, Hey, actually I'm not. So could you just put your shield of faith over me for a minute? And the fiery darts of the enemy, maybe could you take a couple hits on your shield? Cause I can't even lift mine right now, you know, just things like that. But this has felt something strange. I feel like whether it has been, you know, a breakup or a job or school or trying to decide with your future, maybe this just feels really personal and really hurtful. And you want to isolate in that when it's that personal. Yes. You want to isolate in it. Yes. I will say, especially too, I find myself being like, I wish somebody asked, like, I wish somebody asked, or I wish somebody offered, you know, it's always somebody else's fault. When I am feeling attacked, it's always somebody else's fault. That's also a tactic of the enemy. But I find myself, if I'll just call someone, or even if it's a text, sometimes I'm, you know, just having a moment and I like can't find the words, but I'm like, I need you to pray for me right now because blank, you know what I mean? And I I find if I reach out and invite someone in, they're way more likely to feel they have authority or permission to ask deeper or more vulnerable questions. You and I were talking about this before we even hit record, but God has been so, so clear to me how important people are in your life and that you can get caught up in so many other things, tasks in every day in the ho-hum and you don't make space for people and you don't make space for those relationships because there's so much more to do. Mm -hmm. And honestly, relationships are exhausting. Yeah, they are. I mean, there's a reason you get out of it, right? It is work to build the kind of relationship that you text someone and like, I'm in pain and I need you to, to pray with me through it yes. because it is vulnerable and you're sticking yourself all the way out there, yes. but you have a fear. Yes. They're going to be like, nah, actually well, I'm like, eating Arby's right now. Cannot pray. Uh-huh. You know, like uh-huh. it's not going to be what happens right. that these people that you let in are going to be who help you stay in that deeper in those deeper waters. They're going to be the ones who are like, Hey, I'm swimming next to you. Well, and we found, and I don't know if anybody listening, like the longer that you don't tell someone the bigger, the bigger, I don't know, like metaphorically it It feels to share it, you know, like maybe I should have shared earlier. So it's probably too late now. So I shouldn't share it, but I just, I don't, I don't know. I feel like the spirit just wants you to know, like it's never too late to invite someone into it. You know, sometimes I feel like I've been honored to be invited into the process when a marriage is literally falling apart, you know? And I'm like, man, I wish you had trusted me enough to invite me in earlier, but thank you for allowing me to be a part now. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It is always an honor to be invited into the real stuff because I don't know, as we get older, right? We're so, we're so old and wise right now, but I just find that the friendships that I'm just like, I'm going to take my whole mask off and I'm just going to let you know this where I really am at. I know it sounds dumb, but I think I need to confess it out loud because I think I need freedom from the sin that this Mm -hmm. lie is creating in Mm -hmm. my life. Can you just hear it? And then pray with me, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. confess one to another, mm-hmm. just say it out loud. And then you have that accountability silly. built in. Yes. And we all ask, how do you make friendships as an adult? We get that question all the time. Right. Show up for people. Yes. That is how you have friendships as an adult. Yes. You show up and you continue, you do what you say you're going to do. Yes. And even if you're thinking like, what would I even do? I think a lot of times, and it's not always true, but what would I like? I mean, if you have kids, like anytime someone offers to help me with Cohen, anytime anybody offers to make dinner, do you know what I mean? And drop it off, like tangible things that have to happen every day in the life of a family or, Mm -hmm. you know, or a single, like just offer to do the practical thing. And then maybe you'll be invited into the more vulnerable thing. A lot of people are like, okay, I like this concept going deeper. It's great. Sounds good. Want it. Yes. Let's do it. Yes. 
what are some ways you can move forward into that, you know, deeper into who God has created you to be? How do you, you know, maybe it's, you have to have a hard conversation. Maybe it's, you have to leave a relationship or be more intentional with your time. Yeah. How do you define what that first step could be? Right. I would say we're going to get practical here. Listening is the first part. I don't know if you are good at sitting down and listening, but sometimes I can just do, 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 do these things. And I never listen I never am like, okay, what I'm going to, I'm going to read your word. I'm going to listen to you. And so we started a rhythm of starting our year off with 21 days of prayer and fasting. And so we pray and fast and we remove something from our life. And we hope that the Lord speaks to us in, in our dependency on him with those things. And to be honest, starting my year off like that and maybe making a rhythm of like, Hey, I'm going to devote this week and I'm going to take two days or I'm going to take these every day at lunch this week. I'm going to pray for these specific things. And I'm going to ask the Lord to speak to me. Because if we're honest with ourselves, we know when we start to feel restless. We know when we start to feel discontent. We know when we start to lash out at the people. There are telltale signs in ourselves. And so maybe it's not 21 days of prayer and fasting for you. Maybe it's, I'm going to take a week for my Mm -hmm. lunch break. Mm -hmm. I'm going to set my alarm an hour early this week and I'm just going to listen. It's an area of life that you need to lean into a little harder. And my guess is it already is popping in your head what it is. like. I don't think that hard, that part's the hard part to figure out. Right. I think you know where it needs to happen. Yes. I think now is your next step yes. of how does that need to happen? How does that happen? Is that intentional time with Jesus? Yes. Like two to three times a week. Yes. You know, I'm not saying you need to do seven. I think it gets overwhelming if you think mm-hmm. every single day you miss one day. Oh, well, it's over. I can't do it. Right. Pick a couple days. Yes. Know the time, know the place. Yes. Do it. Yes. I mean, it's, it's going to take intentionality. Yes. You got a plan. Got a plan. What do they say? Plan. If you... If you don't plan, you fail to plan. Ooh, love that. No, that's not a real thing. It wasn't great, <laughs> Kelly. I'm going to be honest with you. I wanted to love it. I really wanted to be on your on your team right there. I didn't feel it. Listen, if you it. don't plan, you fail to plan. And you don't put, plan, you fail to plan. Put you that heard on it a here sticker. first, folks. Put it on a sticker. Put it on your laptop. You're welcome. Life motto This is right what there. you're here for. All right, yes. Jen. Let's wrap it up with the question we ask everyone, and you're the first one of 2021. Oh, guys. What is one thing that you're so happy someone did tell you about? Okay. Can I have one serious and one funny? Yes, I would love that. I love this. Okay. First one, most important, chocolate chip cookies. Here's the deal. I always have them in my freezer, okay? But I would buy the like break and bake 24 pack. You know, there's nothing wrong with that, guys. But I am a person who always likes to whip out a good chocolate chip cookie. But do you know what someone introduced me to this year? The double tree recipe. Does anyone know? Can you link it in the show notes? Like the hotel chain, double the tree? hotel chain, double. Ch- yes, they have a chocolate chip cookie recipe. I don't make much from scratch, guys. Holla at the people who love mm-hmm, Publix mm-hmm. sandwiches. Let me buy it from I mean? the deli and put it in a fancy bowl. <laughs> But let me tell you, I'm so glad because they're 10 times better and they're easy. And every recipe for us, we eat a lot of cookies, but it's like it feels like a double or triple recipe. And I make them into little balls and I freeze them. So that it's like breaking. You freeze them. And then I just guess what? I still can. You're meal prepping. That is you are meal prepping. I'm so you need your own blog. Well, no, please no. (laughs) Callie would write it for me. Her wordsmith, you know, I can't be trusted with my words. I just say things i truly can't either if you ask ryan he would say the same it's fine I that's why we edit these things all right that's why that. that happens thank you for i that. love it chocolate chip cookies recipe we will link Double to treat. it i yes. love it i love so it the key ingredient is a little lemon juice you know get crazy Gosh, you're guys. giving the secrets oh, away sorry. i mean it's in the recipe you're gonna see it but 
If you wanted to know what made it extra special, it's that. <laughs> and then on a more serious or fun note, serious or fun, those are both. But something I'm really glad people told me about was, and you're going to laugh at this. I can't but wait. Having a doula when you have a baby. Guys, talk to I me. I think in the future, Callie should have eventually, I think some sort of conversation about all this, but like normalizing birth and all that kind of stuff. It's having real conversations. But I just say a doula, just like this podcast, the things that no one tells you. Your doula will tell you. And she's like in it on the journey for you. And it is is so good for us. Listen, the reason this podcast started was because of a first time mom who had no idea what was happening from like birth on. And I just thought, and I remember yelling at Ryan when we got home. I've told this story several times on here, but I was yelling at him when we got home from the hospital because no one told us anything about what we were supposed to do. And I, I mean, I was so angry. Yes. And a lot of it is instinctual. Yeah. But sometimes you just want to know that someone's there to tell you if something's normal or not, because you think everything is not normal. Like everything that happens, you're like, should that be happening? Is that okay? Is that okay? Like you always just need to like, you're good. Yeah. Like this is fine. This This is is supposed to happen. So doulas, like they hang out with you and talk you through the process. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're there when you have your baby and ours was awesome. She was fantastic. You had one. I had a doula. Yeah. And I everybody could have thought been, you were. People, I could have been your doula. You you could have been my doula. It's just like a like a coach. You know what I mean? Somebody who's just like, you've got this. You're awesome. Oh. As long as I get to hold your baby first, I want your baby oh, to course. bond skin to skin with of me course. first. First, and then I'm what, an <laughs> what an ask! What an ask! But I just think that you know when you talk about things no one told you. I I was talking to a friend of mine the other day and I was like, we grow human beings. If you spend too much time thinking about it, it is, we, we are growing a human. I don't know. Let that be your final thought for the day. Jen, I love you so much. You You are one of my favorite people. And I'm going to try to keep this from being an hour long. Sorry. We are chatty. I told you my words. This is what we do. And I love it. You're the best there is. We're going to link to, to, do you know how to, what do we, how do we link to a doula? People say that. Oh, I don't know. We'll figure that we'll, right out. We'll get to that. Just check the website like, later this week. Say, I, I said the recipe. I'm going to look at show notes. I don't know. You're cool. accurate. I know how to do that. And you did great. You're amazing. I love ending every episode telling you how thankful I am for you, that you would take your time to listen to what we're trying to do here. So if you loved it, or even if you have feedback, I want to hear about it. You can either hop on over to iTunes and leave us a review, or you can just DM me on social media. Usually I'm on Instagram the most. It's at C-E-Holla. And again, I love hearing from you guys. So make sure you either write a review or send me a DM, which always seems a little bit desperate asking for it. But here I am asking anyways. Thanks again for tuning in.